Welcome to Justice Losers, podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, uh, should we do what you've been up for? We can. I'm supposed to tell people to like, subscribe, and tell a friend, though. Oh, yeah. What, pe- what should people do? do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yes, that. that. Do those. Yes, do those things. Uh, this is a backup episode, so we're not going to do news. We could do olds. Uh, well, I mean, we could talk about what happened recently, and we could re-talk about it in the next episode, or the next recording session yeah. for the actual episode. We'll not worry about it. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll just, anything you want to kind of briefly do? Not really. I, I mean, mean, I've been I've, watching some stuff, but I figure I'll just save it for the next yeah, actual episode. I've been watching Stranger Things, so we'll talk about that well, yep. for the next episode. All right. Yeah, so today's episode is going to be basically what we want to become a movie or TV show or something. Things we want to see filmed. Comic um, book storylines, to be yes, specific. Yes, to be specific, yeah. Uh, my list is severely shorter than Matt's is, purely because I didn't actually prepare for this. Yep. Uh, we talked about this on the way here, actually. It's because I've read so much that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'd like to see a lot of it. So I'll talk a little bit about a lot of things, but Matt's got mm-hmm. like actual stuff. I've got a few about, actual so. things prepared. That uh, I guess about. we can start off with yours then. Yeah. Okay. Kick it off strong okay. and then weaken um, <laughs> Well, I will, I'll start by actually getting you into the conversation right away and say I would really like to see a pretty faithful adaptation of Long Halloween. That would be really cool. Okay, so uh, I guess before we actually really get into it, we should preface with... Um, should the way we would desire these things to be made is the characters are pre-existing done well like i mean unless it's an unless it's an origin story then mm-hmm. they don't exist but um things are done well uh just like kind of all the circumstances allow for what we want to be happen there's yeah. not like in this dc universe i want to see this because no. some like long halloween would be garbage in this universe yeah it wouldn't make any sense at all so yeah let me briefly think back to long halloween <laughs> uh <laughs> oh, you've a got a long time ago you've got halloween. Uh, sophia uh god damn it falcone falcone yeah <laughs> you got sophia falcone which she really never shows up other than in long halloween Right. It's a really good noir, like an actual detective kind of thing. World's greatest detective doing yeah. the world's greatest detecting. Yeah. That and kind we've, of stuff. We've talked about that before. Yeah. That we, that's like the, really what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's really good. I would like to see... I'm still trying to think back to what it was. I like... It, it, I would like to see... And this is just really in movies in general. I'd like to see well done time framing. Yeah. Because that's really important because it's holiday. The murderer's holiday. Right. Um. And then it wouldn't be just a Christmas movie. Oh, you could watch that movie. You know, that could actually be a really cool long duration series. Yeah, I would love it as a series where each issue is like its own fleshed out episode. Yeah. Because they and, are real like discrete events, yeah. each, and, each issue. And it could be like a kind of a unorthodox style show where they actually release each issue on the holiday rather than like weekly releases. Oh, that could be very interesting. That'd be really interesting because yeah. then they they release like on Halloween the first episode, and then the next one comes out on uh, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, and then that would be really cool. That could, yeah. It's really unorthodox, and no one would fucking do it because that's a really no, big yeah, stretch. Yeah, exactly. This but is just <laughs> taking yeah. taking advantage of the way that the story is set up. Yeah, that's something that they could really do. I didn't even think of that. I like that. Idea I'm so a lot. smart. Woo, go Preston. <laughs> Score Preston one, Batman yes. zero. <laughs> nah, that's more like Preston one, Batman like infinity over the course of this that's podcast. <laughs> uh, what else do you got for uh, Long Halloween? Well, so I was, I was kind of talking about like how I'd actually want them to do it. And okay. I think I'd honestly want Netflix to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, for the reason that it looks like if Disney is serious about starting their own streaming service, uh, which that kind of dates us as far as approximately when we're recording this. Well, that, they've been talking about that for a period of time, which is undisclosed. Yep. Unspecified amount of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> some sort. <laughs> but if they if they do follow through that with that slash have follow through, followed through with that. And uh, yeah, because they have followed through with it, because as of recent news to actually date us that it's probably going to happen yeah it looks like it's going to happen so that means that they won't be producing it looks like they probably won't be producing the marvel original shows through netflix anymore yeah uh which, which like how much and this is more of a conversation we could have for a general hollywood episode but how much is netflix actually involved in that that's something i don't actually know like we should research that and see how that's going to affect things like daredevil yeah because if it's just Disney, because Disney owns Marvel, these are purely Marvel mm-hmm. Studios. If Disney is doing all the work and it's basically just like a normal movie, then it could still be just as great. Yeah. Because it's not, they're not losing the, the writers and the creative minds right. by moving it from Netflix. Yeah, I, I'm a little worried about this all going forward, but... Well, yeah, everyone yeah, is. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's like the Disney movies that are moving are, are some of the most popular movies on Netflix mm-hmm. in general. Because it's all Star Wars and all the MCU, some of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. And they're moving it from Netflix, so people would be like, fuck, if I want to see these, I'm going to have to go buy that thing. Yeah. And it's really irritating for a lot of people. So what I would love to do is have DC come in and fill that void and start producing their own original content through Netflix. Because I think Netflix... That would be really, really... That, and that's actually going to hold on to that thought, too. That's going to tie into kind of what I want to talk about a lot. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I... I mean, Netflix, they... Not everything they do is great, but they do seem to have a commitment to putting out high quality content. Yeah. I think that's when they started getting into their own producing their own stuff. They were like, okay, so we're just a streaming service. We need to find a way to compete in this market. And so they were like, okay, we have to commit ourselves to making the best things possible. And they've done that for the most part. They started off really strong, but they've got some... I mean, shortfalls. They've always got, everyone's got clunkers. They're they're producing something like... Some what? Clunkers. I thought you said clumbers, and I'm like, what clumbers? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making up words now. The blotters, wibble a dash. The... <laughs> these are all words. We need to find definitions for these words. Frumbo. A frumbo is the uh, is, is when Frodo makes gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like what grottle a dash or something? Wibble a dash. Wibble a dash. Uh, I got nothing. I refuse to partake in this charade. I am. I am <laughs> getting this conversation back on track. Okay. So yeah, I, w- I would love to see Netflix produce a reasonably faithful adaptation of Long Halloween. Yeah, I didn't love Long Halloween as a comic book storyline. I recognize that it is iconic, and I can yeah. understand why it is. But it felt like there wasn't quite as much substance to it as there is it kind of wanted to have mm-hmm. who wrote Holly Halloween? uh it's it loeb? jeff loeb yeah, yeah okay yeah um, he's jeff loeb has a tendency to make iconic storylines mm-hmm. and i think maybe that that may be a thing for it is that it was written by jeff loeb it doesn't hurt yeah yeah so i don't know he's yeah he's done some good stuff and it, like it, it is good mm-hmm. but it just feels like with this kind of detective noir stuff it should just be denser yeah and so i think by stretching out each issue into its own self-contained episode you can kind of increase the the level of detail that's going on and even even more so like 
I, I have not read detective books. Like I haven't read murder mm-hmm. mystery books. Uh, but they're huge. They're like some of the big. They're like one of the biggest genre of books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I personally feel that I think you could do more with filmed media. Yeah. With detective stuff. Yeah. Just because you can do visual cues without having like you could do more show not tell. And yeah. It's something you can get more engaged in based on that. Yeah, exactly. Visual exposition, pictures worth a thousand years. Yeah. Well, yeah, like all this stuff is kind of cliche. You did say a thousand years on purpose, right? (laughs) Did you say Uh, it was an accident? (laughs) I was like, is that a weird twist on the phrase? I'm confused. Picture is worth a thousand words. There you go. People, are are you happy now? Are you satisfied? I'm never satisfied. I know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I I even have some notes on casting for some of the people i want i want to just kind of pitch these to you because i know you're a lot more invested in dc and these were just kind of like i wonder yeah and you're way better at casting picks than i am i I don't know if that's necessarily true but i think it's i think it's i mean and it's all relative because you you have a bigger like i know almost as many names like stars as you do Mm -hmm. but you have a better tendency to like look at a character and then kind of like draw from that list okay if you gave me a list of care of actors i could probably pick which would be the best one but i can't just think right. about it that's something you can do better than i can i mean honestly i did struggle a little bit with coming up with some of these okay um well, let's hear it so for my batman uh they've rumored in the past that they would like to get richard armitage in to play him who that he played thorin in the hobbit which oh was a badly written character but and you don't really see him all that much. Yeah, but I think he has. Well, I think he has the right look, and I think he could probably pull off the bat growl pretty well. Oh yeah, he's got the. I mean, with Thorin specifically, he's got kind of the attitude. Yeah, yeah, and, and I just think the general attitude. <laughs> yeah, and like if attitude. you look at you look at the the art in Long Halloween and the characters, especially like the the main characters, Batman and Gordon and mm-hmm. Harvey Dent. They're all drawn really sharply, like almost statues. They're yeah. weird. And Ar- Armitage has like that really sharp, defined, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know the right word for it, but he's got that facial feature that I think that would complexion? fit really well. Not exactly. Like his his face is the right shape. Okay. <laughs> he's best. a nice little triangle. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice little <laughs> triangle shaped face. No, but I think I think he could pull off the the gravitas necessary for this kind of Batman. Yeah, it's that's something that's uh that's like 80% important to a Batman actor is you have to like it's you got to be commanding cuz that's Yeah. like all Batman really is from the perspective of like villains and stuff like that is just the scare tactic and the um, intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. And if you can't pull that off as an actor, you can't pull off Batman. Right. You can't be a little weaselly little Batman because no one's going to fucking believe you. Yeah. You're going to be more like a Batmite than a Batman. Ah. Do you know who Batmite is? No. No, oh, it's an extra. It's a. Ah, I was going to say been more like a Batmat than a Batman. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, Batmite's an extraterrestrial being that's obsessed with Batman. Okay. And he has, like, literally god powers. Like, he can teleport and make things. And, okay. Yeah, he's a he rarely shows up. But uh, he shows up in... Uh, that was one of the comics you read. I'm pretty sure. No. Surely uh, not. I would have recognized him. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Continue, and I'll, I'll try to think of the okay. storyline that he shows up in. All right. 
So for uh, I almost said Professor Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. he's given up on policing and went to he's, teaching college. Yeah, he's gone into gone into the the teaching business. What would he teach? What would he teach? Uh, something criminology or having your daughter shot. I didn't have his daughter shot, but the but the <laughs> teaching a class on what to do if your daughter is shot by the Joker specifically. Because I feel like that's, well, that could actually be a good class because I feel like a lot of people are shot. (laughs) Therefore, there are a lot of parents of women that are shot. (laughs) Well, I would love to take like a, a a class taught by Jim Gordon professor, Dr. Jim Gordon. Yeah. Taught by him on like criminal super villains and yeah. their interaction with how to with handle ordinary it. people and yeah so, that would be actually be kind of fascinating yeah wow why do we always like go from a joke to a serious <laughs> like this keeps know. happening yeah <laughs> no but i would love to see like a, an elseworld story where that happens i'm sure there no is. one no one else would read it because like no one wants to see gordon just teaching a class for an entire <laughs> comic book but <laughs> yeah there's probably a good story in there somewhere yeah, somewhere yeah yep Anyway, so for uh, Commissioner Gordon, who I don't know if he's not actually Commissioner. No, he's not. At the start of that not one. Yeah, no, he is. No. Uh, I think it's Detective. Yeah. So for Gordon, I was kind of thinking John Hamm. John Hamm. I'm trying to think. He looks a lot like Zach Galifianakis, doesn't he? Not uh, Zach. Uh, John. Okay, John Hamm and. He's the Mad Men guy. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. They look a little similar, don't they? Sort of. Just barely. Like the facial hair. Yeah. 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 I think I think John Hamm has got the, the gravitas and I haven't seen Mad Men. What else is he in? I know exactly who John yeah. Hamm is. He's in but I just... uh the town, he's in Baby Driver, uh he's on an episode of Black Mirror, but you haven't gotten to that yet. All those I haven't gotten to <laughs> I yet. Know. This is really bad. Uh those are literally all like actually in the forefront of my mind of things to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to I just need to watch John Hamm. <laughs> yeah, just watch all of John Hamm's stuff and then you'll have greatly improved on your i'm gonna trust your opinion i'm gonna trust your judgment yeah like him i'm not i'm not totally settled on but i think he he would work pretty well Mm -hmm. he's not like old so he could portray sort of the middle aged. yeah oh yeah gordon i think we need more we need more young yeah which is yeah besides ben mckenzie ben mckenzie i don't know what's his name in gotham Gotham. the gotham guy yeah i'm pretty sure it's benjamin mckenzie Mm -hmm. yeah okay Anyway, Which I'm mo- still not sold on to be honest. Like, I like the show. It's cool to see kind of Bruce Wayne grow up, and he's pretty much Batman now mm-hmm. in the new season. Uh, but I'm still not sold on the Jim Gordon. He's got the attitude, but he doesn't really like look the part. Okay, regardless, whatever. Continue. He doesn't have the mustache, does he? He does not have the mustache. That's the issue. He needs That's the mustache. Literally the must issue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they're probably gonna do the thing that they did with uh, um doctor strange where he's gonna like something's gonna happen he's gonna go all hermity and grow a huge beard and then he's gonna shave me like huh i like the mustache look mm. and then he's gonna have the mustache yeah, and then he's probably. gotta get blind a little bit to get the glasses yeah that makes sense and then always have the trench coat yep but harvey bullock's on point whatever anyway continue <laughs> anyway tangent after tangent. um for harvey dent i was thinking army hammer oh yeah that's a twist on because people have been wanting army hammer for batman yeah, and I knew that, but I couldn't really see him as the Batman in this story. I think Batman needs to be a little darker and a little more somber. Yeah, just and Harvey in... Dent, I think he would do a good job with Harvey Dent because he's not he's not Two Face yet. He right. hasn't kind of he hasn't like he hasn't succumbed to that darkness. Quite yeah, yet. and he hasn't like well, he hasn't near one yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has. He has. Yeah, Long Halloween's a sequel to 
You're one. Wait. But his face. His face? Hang on. When does he get acid poured on his face? Near the end of Long Halloween. That's when it is. Yeah, Long Halloween's all about his transformation. Yeah, I was getting basically. all confused. Because, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I like I like Army Hammer for that because I think he could start out very well as like the the I'm the young idealistic yeah. up and coming DA. I want to fix crime and um, good intention. Yeah, and yeah. I've got my my trying to build a family and mm-hmm. a life here in Gotham. And then I think he could also portray the downfall into darkness pretty well. He yeah, seems like the type of actor that could pull. That I mean, off. if people think he could pull off Batman, then he's definitely got the ability to pull off going into yeah. kind of deep darkness stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. that one, that one I like. Mm-hmm. I just had a couple more i wasn't going to cast everyone because it goes through basically batman's entire entire major rogues gallery gallery yeah there's all the crime people but um for the joker i was thinking bill skarsgård yeah man you're much less excited about that no no i'm I'm trying to think no like because he with with uh pennywise he does a really good kind of crazy but it's and, and this is just because we haven't seen much of bill skarsgård this is mostly just a joke pick because I, he played a evil clown. Okay, before. <laughs> okay, yeah, but no, I'm actually kind of thinking about. I like, mean, honestly, he could be fine because he does a good, crazy kind of clown animated, like yeah. laughing kind of stuff. But Pennywise is more of a just, just go for. He doesn't plan things out, right? Like the thing we know about with Joker that he has like all these ridiculous plans planned out. We never see him do it, mm-hmm. but it's weird because he always kind of has. He's always pulling the strings, right? He's, he's always got the upper hand until upper hand of upper hand upper ham. He's got the oven ham. He's got the oven ham. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I, I mean, I think that's just you're the making fact a that joke. They're different but characters, but on it, yeah, no, I, I did think about it, and honestly, like, I think he could play the right kind of unhinged, and yeah. if you if you wrote him well, which would mean treating him pretty faithfully to the comic, I think, yeah, he could probably be pretty good. Yeah. The only other cast I had was uh, Isa Gonzalez for Catwoman. I mean, yeah, that's which everyone wants that. Everyone's been speculating that. <laughs> everyone wants that, and she would be fantastic yeah. for that. She was good in Baby Driver, but I wanted her to have more to do. Yeah. And so I would love to see her take over Catwoman. Okay. Okay. So All that's right. what I have for that. Cool. My turn? Yeah. Do All something. Right. So the biggest one that I've wanted, and I've talked about this extensively over the kind of the course of our friendship, as long as, <laughs> as, long as we've known each other about like comics and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you've known that I've wanted this. So... As people should know if they've been listening for a while, that there are mo- or just no comics, there are multiple crisis events. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Infinite Crisis, Middle Life Crisis, and Final Crisis. Um, one of those isn't accurate. What? One of those is not accurate. Which one? The last one, Final Crisis? Yeah, Final Crisis. Yeah, there's Final no crisis way they call it that. That's too, that's too cheesy. It's too cheesy. <laughs> what would Midlife Crisis be like in comics? <laughs> like, is it just like everyone's like 40 and Watchmen. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Night I Owl see, having ED. What and... would Bat? What would each character do in their midlife crisis? Like, what would Batman do in his midlife? He has everything he needs. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. Like, he would. Oh, there's also identity crisis. That's not crisis event, but uh, it's it's leading into mm-hmm. whatever that joke. Anyway. I don't care about that joke anymore. <laughs> um, so the one I've wanted for a long time is Crisis on Infinite Earths, and this one really uh, relies on kind of the setup that I made at the beginning where the characters are there mm-hmm. because literally every single character in DC plus some are involved in infinite cri- or crisis. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to call it crisis now. Cause I don't want to say crisis on infinite earths every time. <laughs> uh, kind of general story of that is that there are infinite earths, right? That's a lot of earths. That's a lot That's of earths. Too many earths. There are infinite universes. 
That that's that's too many. We that should... is the same amount of universes as there was Earths. We should get rid of some of them. We should. We should. That's weird. Why would there be the same number? We should get rid of some of them. Yeah. And that's what the anti-monitor thought. Ah. <laughs> yes. My kind of guy. Um. Okay. So basically, what it is is like the the someone found out someone looked back in the in the way in the past to the start of the universe and it caused the anti-monitor who is the opposite of the monitor shocker and anti-monitor is destroying all these universes and he's doing it and doing it and doing it until the monitor does something that saves five five universes so there's okay. these five earths in uh in limbo uh one of them is the dc universe one mm-hmm. of them is uh, Universe S, which contains the Marvel family from Fawcett Comics. Okay. Uh, and that's where Captain Marvel and stuff, that, oh, that's when they came into DC. That's when they come over. Okay, um, that's cool. Same thing with Charlton Comics, which is when uh, Blue Beetle comes over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same thing with, it's not all American comics or all American publications. It's another one that the Freedom Fighters come over. Okay. This is when all of these, this is when they took a bunch of these really small comic companies and like bought them and then in- integrated them into it. Okay, that's um, very clever. Yeah, it, it really it. Uh, and they they continued to do it this, with all the crisis events, including uh, New Fifty Two with Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very end of it is when you see uh, the Watchmen, and that's oh. when they bring Vertigo into it. Yeah, huh. they've I been doing it forever. It. That's very that's very smart. Oh yeah, good on you, DC. Oh yeah, Way DC knows how to do these like crisis <laughs> events. Marvel's been trying to do it with the Ultimate Universe and stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. Secret Wars, but they keep fucking failing. Oh yeah. Um. But I, it's basically if you read the comic, it's really set up like a movie. Like it's got that at the end of a scene, the the talking for the next scene starts mm-hmm. during the like okay, overlapping, yeah. like kind of that. Ha- That's very cinematic. Yeah, yeah, it's really cinematic, and it's got all these superheroes. And uh, I'm not going to spoil who dies and like who. Like, Everyone. I mean, a lot of people die. Some big characters die. Uh, Who's big? Wonder Woman. Spoiler: Wonder Woman dies. Wonder Woman actually dies. Oh, <laughs> and was, and other big characters too. That I was I'm trying gonna... to think of characters that are literally big. Uh, the Blob. The Blob. Wait, that's Marvel. Wait, yeah, that's Marvel. <laughs> um, it's like Galactus. Nope, that's Marvel. That's Marvel. Uh, I mean Thanos, Mongol, bunch of anyway. Um, so the biggest thing that I've really wanted about this is the Anti Monitor. So I'm going to do something briefly. And I'm going to cut it out. But what I want the audience to do is I want them to look up the anti-monitor. And, and it, it's really obvious. Which it, it, If you look up anti-monitor, you will see a good picture of anti-monitor because there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to look up Sovereign from Mass Effect talking. Sovereign as in like sovereign country kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the main villain of the first Mass Effect. And his voice is mechanical yet organic and really deep. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool, and it fits. So I'm going to, like, stop the timer. I'm going to stop record. I'm going to cut ahead, but mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Okay. We're also going to wait for the audience to do it. So if you haven't done it, it's your fault that we're not continuing with the episode. <laughs> do it. right. Now. you got to go Google it. Anti-monitor. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. Anti-monitor. Yeah, you keep going. I mean, it's taking me forever <laughs> to actually fucking write. <laughs> I, I see you, little Jimmy in Iowa City. You're you're not doing your googling, and that you know what that means. That means we can't continue with the episode, and it's all your fault. And I just called you out in front of everyone. All right. So if the audience has seen what he looks like now, I want you to go to YouTube. Oh, that's an ad. Advertisements. All right. Oh, annoying. Sovereign. Annoying. Mass Effect. 
Oh Can you my. see what I'm talking about? Like yes, mechanical yet yet sentient. Because that's that's actually yeah. what the character is. It's it's mechanical, but like it's organic in a way, mm-hmm. and it's just really deep. And that voice, like, because mm. I read it, I read *In Christ and Infinite Earth*, and then I played *Mass Effect* like a week later. And I was like, oh my god, that would be the perfect that would be voice. Really cool. So that's like, honestly, that's the one of the main reasons I want this movie to be made <laughs> is to put that voice with that face. That would be so cool. Yeah. But also, it's like it. It kind of showcases everyone's superpowers kind of throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, Christ, Zenith, and, and Earth. Yeah. Fucking do it. Very cool. Uh, the Flash, CW is trying to make like a weird version of it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about that? Not really. You're also trying to... CW, uh, Crisis on Earth X is what it is. There's a poster. Image. There it is. That's that. That's the poster for Crisis on Earth X. And it's... Like, that's actually, like, really accurate to kind of how the crisis, how they make crisis events, Mm -hmm. like, poster kind of things for the comics. Uh, But fuck them for trying to do that because it's going to be garbage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's all I have for that. I just really want Crisis on Infinite Earth. Really any crisis event. Primarily because it's, like, they could do it now because it's a good way to, like, just reset. Reset their universe and say, we've made our mistakes and we're going to move on. Yeah. Or... I mean, I can get into it. I'll, I'll get into it later. It kind of attaches to my other one that I want to do. So, okay. you got another one? All right. Uh, I mostly have a bunch of stuff that I would love to see them do moving forward with the Daredevil show. Okay. Because Daredevil is kind of the character I've read the most and like the most. Yeah. Uh, he's he's my boy. Your boy. So, my boy, Daredevil. He's that one that on that episode recently you kind of got weirdly sexual with. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's been a lot of speculation and apparently even some sort of confirmation that they're going to be taking season three of Daredevil in a direction where they take at least a lot of elements from the Born Again storyline. Born Again? Born Again. Born Again. One word? Yep. B-O-R-N. No, no, no. It's B-O-U-R-N-E. Yeah, it's I G A N. They're just going to completely cut Daredevil out, and it's going to be a, a born sequel. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah. That's what's going to be. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's that's all. That's no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do it. Would, oh. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Born Again is like one of the iconic Daredevil stories. Uh. So basically, the setup is Karen Page kind of left to go try to be an actress, and it kind of bottomed out and now she's doing porn in mexico and addicted to heroin oh i didn't know about the porn thing yeah because it's frank miller you know you gotta you gotta make everything really dark frankly that gets weird ha 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 ha. (laughs) i'm done please (laughs) so she's doing porn in mexico she's doing porn in mexico and she gets so desperate for money and drugs basically that she sells daredevil's secret identity to the kingpin uh, in order to get drug money that's the worst person to sell name the identity to yeah like she couldn't should she couldn't sell it to some guy named like thurgood just like some dude on the street it's like I'll tell you who Daredevil is. And since he's in Mexico, he doesn't actually know who Daredevil is. It's like, who the fuck are you to What? <laughs> well, then they wouldn't buy it because she knows the Kingpin's going to pay a lot of money for it. That's true. Yeah. How much did she sell? Did she like try to like barter? Uh, she, like, I don't remember. $3. I don't remember the exact figure, but it's a lot. Yeah, so she sells a secret identity. And the Kingpin, now that he knows who it is, he keeps it secret. 
because uh, what he wants to do is he want to he wants to basically systematically tear Matt Murdock's life down, and so he like he. Mm gets the irs to start investigating him and he gets the bank to foreclose on his house and he gets him uh disbarred uh nearly thrown in jail and he's doing all these things like so behind the scenes that daredevil or slash matt murdoch basically doesn't know what's happening to him he thinks that there's some conspiracy but he can't find any way to prove it and it's Mm -hmm. kind of driving him insane Hmm. and so Kingpin finally makes a mistake and actually blows up his house. Oh shit! That confirms that it knows that he knows then that he's actually there is something going on. So yeah. he goes to confront the kingpin, gets the absolute snot beat out of him. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, he's already like kind of half deranged at so this point. So this, I'm very much seeing the nightfall. It's. I'll explain because that's my next one that I want to talk okay. about. So I'll, I'll explain I'll, after you. Yeah. Do it, I'll, I'll do that one. It's it, the whole the whole point is basically taking Daredevil to his absolute lowest point so yep. he can be born again. Yep. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> yep. That's, um, that's exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, so that's what he does. He basically he gets the gets the the, the crap kicked out of him by the kingpin and um. Uh, he gets stabbed by someone and uh, hit by a car, and he's basically on the edge of death. And then he gets rescued uh, by his mother, as it turns out. Oh, he's a nun. And I'm Murdoch. She was shown at the end of the Defenders. Yeah, we see her at the end. Well, of the she Defenders. wasn't shown. They were like, "Get married." They were get Maggie. Get Maggie. Maggie's Maggie. Name. Yeah, no. yeah. So. Between that and some of the stuff that uh, Charlie Cox has said, it sounds like they're going yeah. uh, that direction. They started filming today to pinpoint today's exact date. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about it. Um, so I'm not going to go into it, but basically Darabelle, he like tries to fight his way back and get his life back. Okay. Um, so I'd, if they're going to adapt to this for season three, they're going to need to make some changes. For one thing. I don't think Karen Page is going to end up being a porn actress in Mexico Probably by the not. start of season three. <laughs> I think, uh, and this is something that I've that we've talked about. I mm-hmm. think that they're going to. She has a big role in Punisher. Yeah, I think something might happen during the Punisher that kind of puts her puts her on the street, like yeah. puts her kind of like at that low point of her life, like rock bottom. I could see that. And so, then I think I think instead of selling the identity for drug money. I think what she's going to do is get blackmailed because there's been a lot of implication through the first couple of seasons that she has some dark past yeah. that she doesn't want brought up, but that some people know about. Mm-hmm. I think the Kingpin's going to find that out and leverage that against her and okay. um, use that to essentially force her to divulge uh, Matt's secret identity. Okay. And then Matt, he's he's already kind of in the hospital, but I think he's going to get out and f- realize that his life is kind already of in ruins. <laughs> yeah, and so that's just going to kind of drive him to come back. And it's not going to be the exact same story structure, and there's going to be a lot of change details. But yeah. I I do think that it's going to um, take a lot of elements, and I'm excited about that. Cool. I think that's the best they can do, and I think they've done a good job so far setting it up. Yeah. There's a couple other Daredevil things I would like to see. There's a single issue called roulette that i would love to see get adapted is he just, just like gambling single... no he's playing russian roulette with a paralyzed bullseye so how to get paralyzed did he get shot uh no daredevil beat the crap out of him in after he killed electra what oh 
So he's just like, hey, now I've beat the fuck out of you and you're paralyzed because I paralyzed you. Want to play Russian roulette? Bullseye's like, yeah. No, Bullseye can't talk. He is paralyzed. Oh, my God. He is completely incapacitated. What is so Daredevil walks into his hospital room and is like, hey, so you know how Russian roulette works. I'm going to put a bullet in this gun and I'm going to point it at your face and pull the trigger. And then I'm going to point it at my face and pull the trigger. What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, no, it's a really messed up story. And it's <laughs> it gets into some really interesting thematic stuff because it's like the whole time that Daredevil's sitting there playing roulette, he's telling this story about this kid that was like obsessed with him, obsessed with Daredevil, and uh, essentially kind of had a breakdown. And he's it's like there's a whole bunch of issues explored. Like do superheroes create supervillains or do supervillains yeah. create superheroes? What's the, like, there's some stuff about father figures, uh, the hmm. the danger of having a hero, yeah. um, trying to find the difference between superheroes and supervillains. And, like, I would love to see that, like, a Meanwhile, couple Meanwhile, Bullseye's just like, I really, 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 really want the br- the, the pudding that's coming in, like, 30 minutes. Can you just, <laughs> Hurry just this let along. me have the pudding? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just like just want the pudding. No, but it's like it's a really dark issue and I think I think it'd go really well. But they'd they'd have to introduce and set up Bullseye first, which leads me to a couple other things I'd like to see introduced. And these are just like I want to see Bullseye. He's kind of yeah. one of the iconic Daredevil villains and we haven't gotten him yet. That we know of. That's true. I mean we haven't they they, they could have been There's such someone. thing as retcon. Yeah. <laughs> um I imagine that they would bring someone new in. Yeah. Probably. Um, the other character I want to see is I want to see uh, Gladiator go full Gladiator. Who Gladiator? Uh, Melvin, the guy who makes Daredevil's suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because in the comics, That's he right. actually, he's sort of a supervillain, but not exactly. He's kind of that same character where, like, he's a little mentally incapacitated. He doesn't really know what's going on, mm-hmm. but he wants to he wants to protect Betsy. Yeah. Um, and protect himself and he kinda doesn't know how to do that, and so sometimes he lashes out and hurts people and uh causes trouble. And I think he's a really good character and I think they have been setting him up. There's yeah. a lot of aside from the fact that like, yeah, that is that is Gladiator, that's his character. They've been setting up like some of his weapons you see in his workshop and yeah. stuff. And you see like and the, the fact plans that he lashes for his armor. Out. Yeah, and so I think I think that we are going to get to see him some point and cool. I'm really excited for that because he's one of my favorite daredevil characters and i would love to see him get a screen adaptation cool so that's that's pretty much all i have for daredevil all right so on the topic of like the like i mentioned nightfall nightfall is something that i really want to see done it'll have it would actually have to be a trilogy like it is in the comics Mm -hmm. because what dark knight uh rises didn't cut it for you no (laughs) well i mean well i mean like that would actually be so essentially what it is is the first the first story is uh Nightfall which mm-hmm. is like the the first chunk which is the Bane story. Right. It's uh Bane was raised in prison becomes super fucking smart deduces who Batman is because he doesn't like that Batman controls Gotham and he wants to control Gotham. Mm-hmm. So he finds out who it is and then he releases every single villain from uh Arkham mm-hmm. to the point where Batman has to go out for like an entire week without sleep. To catch every single person to the mm-hmm. point where he's at that level, like uh, like Daredevil was, right? Like just rock bottom, exhausted, like broke him mentally, and then mm-hmm. he broke him physically. Yeah, and that's the whole story of the first one. The second one is uh, John Paul Valley fills in for Batman and becomes uh, and hunts down Bane, beats the fuck out of him. But all the while, he's beginning to kill, 
and Batman's starting to kill. He's, okay. like, doing weird stuff. He's becoming a me- mechanical Batman, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is uh, Bruce Wayne comes back and has to fight John Paul Valley. Okay. So it's three full stories on their own. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why it has to be a trilogy. Like, Dark Knight Rises really only did the first one. Right. And very then, loosely. Very loosely, and then just deviated. Right. Um, and that's but, in service of telling its own self-contained yeah, story. Exactly. But. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'd like to see that. But on on the topic of, like, uh, crisis events, it's not really a storyline, but I would like to see a lot of superheroes, like, exist on the on the screen. Um, and something that people have, like, hoped that, that, that they do is just short stories for every superhero. And that could be, like, you do, like, a 15-minute video before a movie mm-hmm. or, like, attached to a movie, like, like Pixar does to test out. Yeah. Uh, and they could do that just to test out heroes. Be like, hey, do you like Booster Gold? Hey, do you like Blue Beetle? Hey, do you like... What's a really arbitrary one? Uh, fuck, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Netflix could do that. Kind of do a, uh, a okay. Secret Origins or show, uh, DC Showcase thing where it's, yeah. it's just an episode about that superhero. You kind of get hints of their background, but it's really kind of their own story. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they kind of see, like, and, and there's so many ways they could do this that they could just do all these and then see what people like and then just make a show about it. Or they do, like, 23 episodes of certain heroes of one season and then do, and then fu- do, like, a, like, a, um, like, a poll on mm-hmm. who of them were their favorites, like, who would they like, mm-hmm. and then do, like, another, like, a movie of a crisis event in quotes and it puts them all together oh. based on like uh, circumstances and they have to fight something. And then that starts a new show with those characters. That could be really fun. Um, and then they continue to do that and then they just start bringing in all the characters that people like the most. Mm-hmm. And then you like ditch characters like Enchantress that nobody really gives a fuck about. Huh. Uh, bring in characters like Constantine and mm-hmm. uh, like Blue Beetle is a, is a big favorite. Uh, Hawk and Dove. It's like there's so many characters. There's so many characters. Yeah. Um. And D- since DC owns all of their characters, they could do that. Mm-hmm. They could have like their DCU, their their movies going on. Yeah. But then they could have this Netflix thing that you said earlier. Yeah. That DC could come in, fill the void of superheroes on Netflix, and just have this monopoly of superheroes on Netflix mm-hmm. and do a really good job. Yeah. And there's so many characters they could do it with. That could be really cool. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. So because like. I mean, I love Batman and Superman and the classics as much as anyone, but yeah, but they've been done. Yeah, I want to. I, I would love to see new things like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Um. Shallst we? Yeah, I guess. I guess we can shallst. We can shallst. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell us what comic book storyline you'd like to see get adapted. Or characters. Or characters. Yeah, exactly. Um. Let's see. If you're on SoundCloud, you can follow us there. Do the iTunes thing. Uh, go on our Facebook page or our Twitter and uh, tell us the same thing you told us in the comments of the the YouTube, or yeah. or oh. tell us something different. Tell us something completely different and, and confuse us. Um, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Uh, tell us what we should talk about in other episodes. Get us on the tweeter. Yep. <laughs> uh, tell a friend because we're we're actually. I'm about to get left behind. We're we're starting to get up there in uh, I mean, up there relatively in huh. uh, SoundCloud followers. Yeah, we might get to 50 before I actually release the the <laughs> booze and booze. So yeah. yeah, tell friends, subscribe, 
to subscribe to everything just because yeah. it makes us feel better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.